listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Butter a carb? Will you stop eating? We also try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Foodies Watching Movies. This is Season 3, Episode 4. I am your host, Nate, and today joining me, as always, the co-founder of Foodies Watching Movies. You know her, you love her, she's funny and great. Welcome back, Veronica. How's it going? It's going. How's it going with you, Nate? Good. I'm trying to I'm trying to perk y'all up You're and bring like the, it to life. the hype man. Fucking A, am I the hype man. That's what's up. How's How are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I've I'm battling some acid reflux indigestion right now from this dinner that we had. Got the food blues. I've got the food blues, foodie blues, the moody foodie blues. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it just kept going. Yeah, I don't know. I we had KFC for dinner and it's just sitting really heavy and I feel like I keep wanting to throw up a little bit. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I ate way too much of that sadness bowl. And you had the um, those hot wings, barbecue sauce. That's where the acid uh, reflux is coming from. It, that's what's getting me, guys. You I need don't some tums. typically Did you go get some tums. Fuck. They're now right we're there. cooking with gas. Right there. I'm gonna go, go get, get the some tums. tums. Brb. <laughs> also joining us today, you've heard her lovely voice. You guys also know her and love her from Calif Radio. Welcome back to the podcast for. I'm pretty sure every fucking episode this season. Yeah, it's Sarah. How's it going? I don't know. It's been a long day. It, we did a lot of stuff today. It's been a very busy day. There've been I podcasts lived, and interviews and videos recorded, and I lived like three lives today. And you ta- <laughs> you taught lessons this morning. Holy hell! Yeah, I did that. Busy, busy. It's been a lot of things. Uh, I got my tums. You know, while there have been a lot of things we've been busy doing, I will say we've been doing a lot of good eating. Word. I I feel like we should reach out to Tums and be like, hey, you want to sponsor our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) That was a real life. Shout you out. (laughs) Yeah, that was a real life. Tum, 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 tum. Word. Yeah, okay. Anyways, that that was was not brought to you by Tums. So while we've been eating a lot of good food, there's a lot of different places we could start. There have been some sandwiches we've had. I think we need to start with our home cooking. Okay. However, though... I almost want to start at a very special home-cooked dinner we got to participate in last Monday for Ollie's birthday mm. at your dad's house. Oh, because yeah. that dinner was off the chain. 
that mash, that cauliflower mash. Yeah, you've been talking about that mash. (laughs) (laughs) I have fucking dreams about that mash. I'm not even kidding. That's not a joke. I'll let my stepmom know. I just want to taste it. Like, yeah. Like I, every time I see a, a, a post from Rose, I just want to hashtag that mash, but I don't want her to be confused. <laughs> like I'm doing something weird or like being creepy or some weird shit. So like it's just on my mind. Cons- I'm, I'm being All so right, genuine. I'll get the recipe and make you the cauliflower mash. Oh my mash. God, it was so good. It was it just really garlic was. cauliflower yeah. mash. Yeah. yeah. Your de- you, they had that roast. Great, Ooh, the though. roast is good. I love yeah. this roast recipe. It's the recipe that I made because I loved her recipe so much. And it's mm-hmm. like a packet of Hidden Valley Ranch dressing, a packet of brown gravy mix, like mm-hmm. the dry shit, a packet of Italian dressing mix. And then you put that in your, you know, your slow cooker with your roast and, you know, salt and pepper to taste. And, oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> it just, like, mm-hmm. falls apart and yeah, it's it seasoned good. so well. God, and then they also, another thing that was really interesting, the 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 food choices that were made, and I referenced this at the dinner, just brought me back to home cooking for my grandma. Even though it wasn't necessarily, like, a direct meal she had ever cooked, she always made that kind of, like, steamed broccoli thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. she would always have some some sort of cauliflower on the side. Yeah. She would always have a ha- a roast of some sort. Go- like, it Ugh, just... I love roast. It just took <laughs> yeah, me back me to, too. like, the heart of my childhood. And it was truly... Are you okay? It was truly amazing. And uh, I just... Uh, it was a really cool experience to have. Nice. That... Um, yeah, it's nice to have a home-cooked meal. Totally. Every once in a while. But uh, you don't have to make yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was Oliver's fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a yummy cake and he had like three or four little birthday parties, you know. Man, being a he child was like of the ultimate these days. He was like mm. the ultimate warrior of birthday parties in the yeah. because he had like one every day. I just He did remember. really good. He was a trooper through these birthdays. Yeah. And had a great time and was a good he was a good boy. I uh, I did remark to you that he um oh, how did I say it? Oh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. How did I say I said it to you earlier. It was really fucking good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We said a oh, lot of things Oh, it was today. just crazy because he had, like, friends over every day this week. Almost every day. Almost every day. And it was just like... Yeah, and it was, like, the first time he had, like, friends come over that weren't just, you know, the neighbor kids. Mm-hmm. Like, he had some play dates, and they all went really well, and I was super pleased. So, yeah, that was a nice dinner. Yeah, it was yeah. super good. We had a lot of other good dinners in the past like week or two i replicated one twice should we start there or should we yeah. talk about that steak now we can talk about uh the the chicken okay i gotta get my pen and pad out because i need to write <laughs> nate this came down up with everybody. this very delicious chicken sandwich recipe mm. that we're gonna try to remember to post online <laughs> that's why i'm writing it down right now oh so yeah I'm gonna good start, call I'm okay start so nate slow. walk us through your chicken dish it was delicious sure so this is a good um crock pot dish i want to mention that this is something that you start your early afternoon before you go to work whenever depending on when you hear the time cycle you'll know when you should try to start this based on your day and your schedule Mm -hmm. so you'll get your crock pot out you're going to put about a cup and a half of water so i'm going to write down that one half cups water Oh, I did it. Yeah, it's true. It's real. Okay. Okay. Then I put three chicken breasts, which was probably, um, I would say somewhere close to like a pound and a half of chicken. Mm -hmm. Right about, I mean, pound, pound and a half, somewhere around there. 
um, then what you do is you're going to go fucking crazy. And I mean that. Now, some people are like, listen, I'm, I'm trying to be for real right now. Some people are like three twists of the little cracked pepper and ooh, that's enough pepper. I did like 45 and that's not a fucking joke. <laughs> I literally didn't. Maybe f- you just need to get like a bottle or like a can of regular pepper. So you don't have to be like twisting a pepper grinder 45 well, it times doesn't to matter. get the desired amount of pepper. It tastes better. Though. I got lots uh, of pepper. Yeah. Okay, is what the point is? It's a lot of pepper. I'm talking. So a shit ton of pepper. A shit ton of pepper. You, you okay? And here's the thing too. <laughs> Write that, that down, down in your recipe. Write that down. Shit ton. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> shit. Write that down. Ton. You're gonna actually use the shit ton metric for the next three things okay. in the recipe because you're also gonna get garlic salt, and I like the garlic sea salt. Grinder. grinder. It's mm-hmm. really good. It really has an extra mm-hmm. great flavor. So you're going to write that down. Uh, or I'm going to write that that down. <laughs> Oops, I fucked that up. Write that down. Write that down. Do you need a secretary? Do I need to be secretary? Secretarial. <laughs> I do have the glasses for it. Mm. And the years of actual secretarial experience mm-hmm. in the real mm-hmm. world. And then just regular sea salt. Uh, or you could use Himalayan sea salt here. That's a preference. The taste. I like the idea of doing Himalayan sea salt with a roast because you know the the darker the meat, like the more mm. I want to taste the salt. Well, guess what? Here's the secret. It's not typical meat. It's chicken, right? So. Right. Oh yeah, I was thinking about uh, the other thing that we made. My bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> Ugh, Don't so you worry. So many things to think about. I got you. We got, mm. we got this on lock. So right now you've got your roast. you've got your your seasonings in there. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, pop filter. That's a shout out to you, Dick. Uh, you're going to let that cook for like two or three hours on your uh, low heat and just let it do its thing. Now, when you come back to it, you're going to drain the water. That's an important step. Once you've drained the water, you're going to shred the chicken. That's an important second step. Now, here's the third step. It's a secret step, but you're going to add about four tablespoons I can't. There you go. Double bones uh, of butter. Right after you shred it. You put butter in it oh, too. Oh, fucking a! Right, Whoa. you put butter in it because it makes it extra tender. Mm. It tenderizes your chicken. Does it? Oh, fuck okay. yeah! You better right believe. Me, you. You can. It sounds good, like something so. Paula Dean would endorse. <laughs> she goddamn probably taught it everything I knew almost, except for I didn't do racism yeah. like she did. But well, well to tell you everything you knew about butter. Butter, there you go, <laughs> and, and nothing about racism. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so you put in That's four tablespoons of butter after you've shredded it. Correct. Okay. It was like maybe it was desired butter based on your chicken you can variable that that's just the personal preference i went okay. for you could do three i like butter on chicken that's fine it, okay it really does tenderize I, i'll it. allow good. it okay okay good <laughs> write that down so once that butter is melted into all that chicken now here's the important step this is what you're gonna have to do go to the store make sure you buy it because it's new and i don't know how long it's going to be in stores i almost want to like stock up on it i know we need to fucking find uh, all because, the bottles of this oh, sauce yeah the Sweet sauce is boss baby rays uh, Motherfucking maple has come up with this maple 
Okay, I just want to tell you guys that I just signed the Sweet Baby Rays, and when I wrote Rays, it kind of looks like their logo. Like, Sweet. if you pulled out the fucking sauce, you'd be like, what the shit? That's creepy. <laughs> um, but there's this maple barbecue sauce, right? Maple barbecue sauce. Right. Now, what you're going to do with that bottle, you're going to take the whole bottle, and you're going to use, like, three-fourths of it. Genuinely. Nate uses that much. Well, you he need uses it so to, much sauce. It's for flavor. You have to have the flavor there. Because listen, you I'm already not put arguing it was delicious. Right. <laughs> but you already put all that pepper, all the garlic salt, all the regular sea salt there. So all that is tender and in the meat. So the meat itself doesn't have just a base chicken flavor. So when you're eating this, you're never gonna go, ah, oh, it's just bland ass chicken. I'm not enjoying this. Sure. The whole point of this is to get through the entire bite and be in complete bliss. You almost want to be fooled to thinking you're eating like a pulled pork. Right. That's really, you know, that's really, I wanted to make sure I was recording, by the way, because I was like, oh, fuck, did yeah. I even hit record? Sometimes that happens. Oh, no. But, oh, yeah, we've been going for 12 minutes. It's great. I'm, I'm, we're doing good. Great. So uh, <laughs> You did it. <laughs> yay. Right. So you're going to now take the maple barbecue, put it in there. And start stirring it up. Now, you do the stir there. That's good. Now, if you have the option, this is a bonus option. I want to put that. This is your bonus ingredient. Okay. And I'm going to get better at this, you guys. I'm going to, like, try to get better at this. But the bonus ingredient is if you have access to any kind of authentic maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Whether it's yeah. organic from Whole Foods, whether it's from Vermont, like what we got to use. Hell yeah. I chose. Got that good syrup. I chose. Becky with the good syrup. <laughs> oh, Becky with the good syrup, girl. <laughs> oh, you know what is up. Okay, so I chose the delicate maple flavor because all the other did flavors. You? Yes, I did. Interesting. And I bet you didn't even notice. I didn't. Uh, be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that is that is exactly I want it to be subtle and I think I genuinely think that that to be part, fair the the light syrup was the one on bottle that like they were told when they bought the syrup for me that it was the least popular it was oh. used for very few things and it was only typically used on like desserts but I can't, mm. can't remember yeah the delicate one yeah yeah it's supposed I to be really, really liked light. the dark amber one it's almost especially gone especially on the pan the, the strawberry pound cake we've been having yeah it was, had been having it was gone yeah Ooh, i want pound cake dude i know I'm, i ice want ice cream pound cake. we'll get to that we in have a minute, ice cream so that's only part of this whole entire Sundays. sandwich though because now that you've got your chicken base now we have and to finish back. assembling <laughs> the second half of it you're gonna get out your skillet or get out a griddle, something that's flat. Frying pan. Frying utensil. Don't go and use your fucking toaster. That's lazy, folks. It doesn't give you the desired effect, and it's not going to taste as good. My humble opinion, just saying. Uh-huh. doesn't matter. So what you're going to do is you're going to get your pan nice and warm. Not overly hot. You don't want it burning. You don't want your pan to start smoking or anything like that. But you want to get it to the point where you can nicely coat it with butter. Once it's nicely coated with butter, I do um, a diagonal pattern with my bread. One on this side on the left one on the bottom on the right they toast this i flip really no, complicated no, for a no, whole pork not. sandwich you just no you just toast both sides of the bread okay there you go okay <laughs> i'm just explaining how i do it because a picture. i make them diagonal and then do a reverse flip and there's a reason for that because it's the way i organize and and know that things are done in the order they're done because the next nice. thing step is cheese because it's on this side so cheese you pick what cheese you want doesn't matter it could be havarti it could be uh, parmesan we, we used we a havarti this time mm-hmm. and it was good the time before that i think we used colby jack 
or something. Really? Yeah, I'm I pretty th- sure. I don't know. We haven't been no, getting I, Colby I thought Jack it was for a while. Like Monster or something like was that. Was it that double Monster? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was a mix between Monster and something else. Cheddar maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Cheddar Monster mix. Some weird double pairing. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, but I remember there being cheddar in it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's delicious. But it wasn't Colby Jack. I'm certain of that. Yeah, we haven't been getting that. It didn't have that weird rubbery texture. Right, that oily on. thing instead yeah. of the melty thing that you want. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would do the Havarti on that sandwich again. I would pick maybe something like a, a cheddar. I would want, like, uh I think it would be good with Swiss cheese. Yeah, it would be really Ooh, that good, would with be good with Swiss. I would almost yeah. do a Swiss provolone mix if you're going to do a Swiss. I love provolone. Uh, I yeah. do too. It's I a really great like blending Swiss cheese. cheese. Like baby Swiss cheese especially. Mm. Oh yeah. It's really good. And it melts well. Yeah. So I want to mention that when you put the cheese on the one side of the bread... Um, your toasting is not going to take that long because your pan's already pretty warm. So it's only going to take like 30 seconds top. So have your plate ready. You're going to pull your breads off and immediately put your pulled pork on top of the cheese that pulled is melting. Chicken. The pulled chicken. I meant to say pulled chicken. It fools me because it, it tastes taste like, like pulled, pulled pork. pork. It has yeah. that full effect of pulled pork, but it's a chicken uh, dish instead. So literally you just put the pulled chicken directly on to that mm-hmm. you put your sandwich together cut that son bitch in half and call it a day <laughs> i mean that is it was it. fucking delicious it tasted like i was eating a french toast barbecue sandwich like yeah, the best yeah. kind of chicken and waffle effect yeah and i try and like i said i've tried this recipe twice now and mm-hmm. i think yeah, and it, it was consistent it worked yeah it worked both different times yeah mm-hmm. so I, i'm very happy with it i liked it yeah i thought it was good and it it was uh, I forgot that I wasn't eating a uh, pulled pork. You know, I liked the pulled chicken. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and typically, like I was saying, the the any time the chicken has the chickeny flavor, I know mm-hmm. that's a weird way to describe. Sarah has it. issues with chicken. I do have. You issues. have the weird. Can we talk about that? Can I just can we just bring this shit up on the <laughs> yes. podcast? It's a great food thing. You are the only human being on earth. You could literally get, <laughs> let me fucking just say it, no no interruptions here. You could literally go to McDonald's and order 100 chicken McNuggets, okay? Listen to me. McNuggets. You could pick one singular <laughs> nugget out of those one fucking hundred, and you would get gristle in that bad Every enough time. that you would have to spit it out, meaning it's hard and unchewable. Yeah. What the fucking the fuck? I don't know, and it's always the chicken breasts that have, like, the really veiny parts yeah, and the like fat. the really like like tendony sinewy like chickeny thing i can't deal with it i was a vegetarian for several years and for a, for a while there all through college i don't know yeah that's so i like just get weird issues with meat sometimes it, it can't be meat it can't taste like it sometimes sometimes depends on what it is i mean if i'm eating a steak i'm eating steak i mean there it is mm-hmm. it's a you fucking know? piece of meat but like and if i'm eating fried chicken i mean there's bones it's right there but fried chicken usually the skin and the fat and all that does, it like takes care of the chickeny thing right you know i can't deal with that like rotisserie baked chicken like or something that, that taste, has that chickeny flavor yeah that tastes like you're smelling like you're in the meat shop. Oh, you it's know? the worst. Like that, I, I boiled keep... chicken smell. Oh, God. It's so off-putting to me. It'll I'm, put you off would it. hate I my can't... job. As a prep cook, oh, I make a fuck ton of like exactly chicken that. salad. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's delicious, but it is a terrifying, it's a really gross process Your little cafe is adorable. 
Yeah. But that's... Yeah, anyways. it is. <laughs> I just wanted to say... I do like being uh, back in the restaurant industry. It's been a while, and I'm a, a f- food... Like, I do uh, prep and catering and stuff. And it's fun. I really like it. I'm, yeah. I, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, v, I'm going to pass the paper over to you now. Because you made us something delicious on the flip. And I'm going to explain part oh, of this. Do I have this. to write shit down now? Well, uh, if you want. You don't have to if you can remember. Right, whatever. All right, Anyways. All right. I'm so, a good sport. Okay, cool. So let me preface this by saying that the night prior to this amazing steak sandwich. Oh, fuck yeah. That steak. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we're, where we're getting to. But I have to preface this by saying the night before that, I went on a bender. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice pen. No, it's a prison. This is a real nice pen. I just had to like take a second. I was like, ooh, okay, now Wait, I don't mind. That, that's one of the ones from my other <laughs> yeah. set, not one of your wow. prisoners. I don't know. Right? You're just using what know. you handed me. I don't know yeah. what it is. That's one of the ones from that. I don't write with pens. Ooh, I really like it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so back to it. On track now. So um, before we had the steak sandwich that we're about to dis- discuss, I went on a bender and started fucking frying everything under the sun. Um, oh my I god! Made, those oh, so I did fried. I did fried chicken, mm-hmm. and then it got brought to my attention that we should just fucking go down and do some fried onion rings. Well, we had this giant white onion, and we're like, "What kind of side yeah. should we have?" And I didn't want to make mashed potatoes, so yeah. we made ma- we made Nate make us. The most amazing onion rings of my life. Yeah, yeah so my God. some of those same seasonings I used on the prior uh, in, on the prior ingredients list: your garlic, uh, sea salt, your regular sea salt, your pepper. It's the same kind of deal, but to a lesser extent for the actual making of your um, your uh, batter. You take. Your Kentucky Colonel's batter that you get at the store. Oh my God, that stuff is the best seasoning mm-hmm. if you want to do. Fried shit. And then I just... Kentucky seasoning. Yeah. Whatever. I just, to my own personal touch, and that's to you too as a chef, if you're you're into cooking and you want to try this, you know where your levels of salt and pepper enjoyment are, so use what you typically use. Mm -hmm. Add that to your batter to really perk it up just a little bit more. It's really going to give it some extra life. You're going to take your uh, onion rings. You're going to actually, before you do anything else, dip them in the batter. Then in you're the gonna, flour. In the flour. Mm-hmm, the flour seasoning. Uh-huh. Once all them, all the uh, the onion rings are done, do it in the egg wash. Mm-hmm. Put it back into the flour. Mm-hmm. Do a double dredge. And then mm-hmm. you're going to go into your deep fry. And that's where you're going to just let it do its thing. Now you're going to know when these onion rings are ready because they're going to rise. They're going to crisp. They're going to mm-hmm. have an almost golden brown color. Pull them when they're a little bit just before golden brown because they're still going to cook once they come out of the Right, they're oil. still going to be hot. So they're going to have a little bit of I time. I like mine really. crispy, though. Which mm-hmm. is also true, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you like them mm-hmm. a little crispy, leave them a that little longer. That breading is so good on they the onion crispy. rings. Mm-hmm. It tasted like those French fried onions mm-hmm. you get on like Thanksgiving on uh, green bean casserole. Correct. Yeah, and the But onions. only like creamier. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they weren't stringy. Yeah, they were like caramelized onions inside this crunchy batter. It was so good. Yeah. You're welcome, I guess. Yeah, they it, were great. I was, I was actually impressed because it was my first attempt at onion ring. Well, these onion rings were so freaking good that I decided that I wanted to put them as like the star of a steak sandwich. Oh, yeah. So we, we found this, uh, I can't remember the name of this kind of bread, but it's the kind of bread that you use to make tortas. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, little, they look like lips, like a shape. Of yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. Focaccia. 
No, it's no. not focaccia. No, no, it was like it's a sandwich bread. Yeah, no. it was super soft, like white bread. Oh my yeah, god, like a sandwich roll, but super soft. Yeah, you use them to make Mexican sandwiches, like tortas. Similar to brioche, but not as heavy. Right, and it didn't. It wasn't real eggy or anything like no. brioche can be. But yeah, um, this bread was so good, and we put. What did I do? Oh yeah, I buttered it and then I toasted it in the oven. They were like, oh, I can't stop thinking about these. I know, this they were bread. Like the best. Yeah, and then we did a very Twin Peaks thing and mm. had a uh, butter and brie on oh, yeah. these on these baguettes, but they weren't little baguettes, you know. Mm. And I put steak on them, and then the onion rings, and cheese. did we put? Yeah, I put yeah. a triple cheddar cheese on them. Yeah, you melted it in the with oven with the butter and the brie. Oh my god, it was just like the most incredible it decadent. It was steak everything. sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the steak was really flavorful. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I just. Um, what kind of steak did it? Oh yeah, because we had steaks. we had sandwich steaks Little that we got. Ones. We cooked in the cooked in the skillet. Yeah, I fried them up in the skillet just with salt, pepper, and garlic salt. I tried based on what you guys were saying to find the Google and Google the mystery bread. It did not happen. Sorry. Yeah, well, I we'll find it again. Mm. We know where to find it. Walmart. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was at Walmart. You don't shout them out. I know, but that bread was so good. God, it was good. It was it was amazing. Yeah. So continue back on the sandwich. You're that at was the, bread. the sandwich. I, I said the whole thing. Okay. You weren't listening. Oh, that's right. I was in the looking for your bread. <laughs> oh, that's right. He confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> you, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Sorry. You heard it he here. Really doesn't listen. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like writing it down right now. I will later because I just kind of gave everybody the Cliff's Notes, and that's really all you need, because it's just yeah. a fucking sandwich. Correct. So here's your, your shit back. You. I feel you. I love that pen. I'm definitely going to need to write notes on that in the future. <laughs> it's the library. She just wrote that steak, though. <laughs> that's going to be the name of my recipe. That steak, though, part two. Okay, so back at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trying to think what... Oh, okay, 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 hold on. We can't forget that. That steak, though... You had the steak, the onion rings on it and everything. But I deep fried other stuff. We deep fried them green beans that night. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresh green And beans. you made the most decadent mashed potatoes. <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. I loved it. They if there's good. anything I know how to do, it's how to make really delicious mashed potatoes. Because so Thanksgiving good. is like my second favorite holiday. And it's the one thing that I can commit to doing every year is making really good mashed potatoes and corn casserole. And it's almost here. I know. It's like, ooh, it's like my Super Bowl. The it's, next time you know, people hear us on Foodies, we will be a just shy of a week removed from Thanksgiving. And we will have just experienced uh, several in a row mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we'll us. have a lot to talk about. And there's a couple Thanksgiving movies that I want to talk about on that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's What's for dinner? So what's what cooking? What's cooking? What's cooking is a movie I watch every like mm. Thanksgiving. Season. We're gonna watch it this year. I promise. I'm gonna make you guys watch it because I fucking love it. Mm. It's so good. You'll like it. <laughs> so, have we had any other good foods or interesting foods? I've remade the chicken tonight. I think that was it. That's kind of been it. I mean, we've just, just kind of the... been doing sandwiches like that we've been having a lot of sandwiches i've been eating a lot of cereal a lot of pizza oh man there was so much pizza pizza. because it was ollie's birthday so we just chowed so much pizza yeah we had pizza today actually yeah i've been on the pizza train (laughs) yeah i had my favorite pizza again today house of pizza pizza shrapnel and it was so good yeah it was was really good today it's not typically as good as it could be on sundays 
but mm-hmm. I don't know why. But today it was on point. Very, very good. Yeah. I don't know. I think that was about all the delicious food we've been making. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about all of our delicious, tasty, nummy sandwiches. Let's get into some films, I would say, yeah? Mm-hmm. There's several we can talk about. Where do you guys want to start? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Well, uh, we watched a really interesting movie today. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, this movie was so bad that it was actually really cool. <laughs> and I kind of dug it. And I really want to watch it again with Sarah because she didn't get to see all of it. Yeah. She saw bits and pieces of it the other day. And then Nate and I watched it today. And uh, it was 1994 rele- uh, unreleased Marvel's The Fantastic Four. Okay, so here yeah. here's some backstory to it. I covered this on Journey into Comics this past Monday, which I actually already recorded. That's so cool that that happened. So I already know what I did. It's great. Uh, <laughs> wow. But... Uh, Interesting to note that Marvel bought all versions of that movie and made sure they were never released. One singular dude made a copy of it as a bootleg and hid it, just mm-hmm. probably for his own personal use to just watch this movie that was going to come out that ended up not coming out. You That's know? crazy. And then now he has Whoa. this relic. In 1994. It does not get hit. Does not hit the internet until last year, towards the end of last year in 2017. Mm-hmm. So we watched it on YouTube. And as I said on the podcast, it was so bad it was not that bad. Nate totally loved it. Mm-hmm. I did. I really he did. Dug it. I was watching yeah. him watch this movie. It was so funny. It was like watching a kid watch Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> it he had 90s. that aesthetic. It was so it really endearing. Yeah. It was so endearing, and I loved it. They tried so hard, and yeah. for what they were given, they tried really hard. They yeah. turned chicken for what shit into chicken salad. Oh. Let me tell you, Brock <laughs> Lesnar reference. Brock Lesnar. Brock. And that's a food reference, too. That's great. So it's a double win. <laughs> I don't so want to think about food and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Ew. Ew. Done. Sorry, Sorry, I won't do his music anymore. Yeah, no more wrestling. Uh, okay, <laughs> so what do you want to talk about this Fantastic Four movie about? I mean, there's a lot of things we could kind of get into. Sarah, you saw some of it. What did you think of what you saw and heard? Oh, well, I mean, it looked like they were, they went for the comic book feel. I mean, it was very uh, B-movie-esque. It, it was had, so 1994. It, it was. It, but you know what I'm going to talk about. Of course, I'm ready. They you set know this what up. it is. It was the first thing I said to Nate when, we, when this movie came on. I was like, oh my God. Everybody, somebody made a variation of the Jurassic Park theme because that's for what this the movie, movie score. This movie score is. It sounds exactly like Jurassic Park. It's yeah, crazy. a variation of it. It yeah. also sounded like Twin Peaks at times to yeah. me. Like they were, they had that really Twin Peaksy '90s vibe. Yeah, with that bait, that like. Uh, but it was like a ripoff version. Yeah, like, like the knockoff the, versions the knockoff. of things. Yeah, yeah, like you think it's going to be Jurassic Park for a minute, and all of a sudden it just yeah. goes, oh, well, they didn't really get it right, now did they? Exactly. Like, it's that kind of a variation. And they it's not like it a clever one. Constantly throughout the movie. Everywhere, inappropriately. Inappropriately. I was just, just like, just oh, well, that. we're out of ideas here. Let's stick the theme in. And they were trying so hard. Like it could have been. So they clearly had a really shitty, weird budget because a lot of the <laughs> like strange. effects were like painting painted background yeah. like oh my god it was insane well guess what i saw a few of those 
I have both of the musics pulled up. Oh, okay. So we can side by side Ooh. this and actually figure out what the similarities are. So we're just going to play a snippet of both. It's probably going to get us kicked off of YouTube when it goes to YouTube, but fuck them. I don't really care. We're not making money off this shit anyway, so. Rude. Um, we don't make money on YouTube. Yeah. So, okay, I hit the wrong thing. So here's the main theme to Jurassic Park. Yeah, classic. We know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know. Set the mood. Totally, you know. I, I want the strings to come in and guide us, you know, and just give it to us. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's Correct. it. Here. That's it just repeats thing. over and over. Yeah, so, we're here. so we're here and we're there. We've done it. So now here's the Fantastic Four theme. This is the one that sounded like Star Wars. It's that double hit, man. This is not it, actually. No, that's the one that sounded like Star Wars. Yeah, but that little bit... There's there's a little chord progression in there with that like little double hit bum bum, and then it's like okay they have somewhere they have the full soundtrack. (laughs) Jesus, yeah, this movie was ridiculous. But honestly, I liked watching it. (laughs) It had some really stupid subplots that didn't need to be there. Like if this was made in 2018, none of the subplots would have even existed. Mm. It would have been convoluted and whatever. But all of these stupid little subplots existed, but it all worked. Mm. We need to talk about another movie that had a lot of subplots, which was the movie we just watched today. Sorry, I was trying to find that music. It yeah, I can find out. it. What movie? Empire Records. Oh, yeah. That movie we watched, we did watch that today. We wanted to see if it aged well. Yeah, and I'm sad to report that I don't think that it really did. It was precious in its 90s niche thing, but... I think that uh, it was. It seemed a little dated. The PG thirteen rated Empire Records released in nineteen ninety five mm-hmm. came That's out October twentieth in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. middle school for me, and that was. I don't know. I remember that movie being one that all of my friends liked that I didn't. Like, in the same way that, like, when I was in elementary school, my friends, like, knew Kids on the Block, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would make fun of them for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know. I Empire Records, I was always on the fence about it, and I think as an adult, I'm seeing why. Mm-hmm. I just kind of saw through it when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. the girls are just... They're what is that? Awful. They're kind of bitchy and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it and was a Hollywood uh, take on on that for sure. Yeah, and it was like the main dude, it's you're stealing all this money and like you're just nothing happens to him. Right, because it all worked out well in the end. But nothing was gonna happen to him. That was the whole like Right. Like he just and then he's just like I, And he knew nothing was gonna happen to him and he knew something but good yeah. was gonna come of it and that's why he did it. That uh, was like the whole thing at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the kid and the freaking out. Still yeah. trying not to spoil it. Yeah. One thing I do like about Empire Records is the is uh, Rex Manning. 
He was played mm. <laughs> by the same guy who was Michael in Grease 2, and you know mm. I'm all about mm-hmm. Grease 2. Yeah, you are about Grease 2. <laughs> Maxwell, Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah, he was so handsome. Yeah, the soundtrack was pretty good, too. Yeah, they had some good songs on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They were they were well curated. And yeah. an awesome reference to the Misfits at the end of the movie in the after credits. Oh, oh shit, yeah. yeah. I dug that. I don't know why I never remembered that. Yeah, that was one of those little, uh, I, I forgot until I remember. Great bass line, solid yeah. chords. I mean, even if it is three notes. Yeah. It's only three of them. But that <laughs> yeah, guy, that was a good Misfits reference. Yeah, I liked that character, that he was a, you know, not a main character in the movie, but the guy that was rambling about the Misfits. The yeah, skinny. the guy with the pizza shirt on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just there for the music, man. <laughs> yeah. This episode's definitely titled Pizza Shrapnel. Mm. Um. So, Renee Zellweger's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As is Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. They're both pretty awful. Yeah, all the women in the movie bug. Yeah. They all bugged, especially the the chick who shaves her head in the bathroom before work day oh, starts yeah, and then, like, that... brags about cutting her wrists. Yeah, that was... Yeah. What's her name? Robin Tierney or something? I don't know. That girl was out there, though. Yeah, that 95. girl was always out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. What does it mean when it says Renee Zellweger played Gina as Renee Zellweger? Was she just herself in the movie? Is that I the whole know. point? Because another person, mm-hmm. Ethan Embry, Mark as Ethan Randall, Brendan Sexton the third, Warren as Brendan Sexton. Oh, that's how they're um build. <laughs> okay. My bad. Sorry guys. I don't know IMDB like that, so that's well, okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> I'll allow it. Moving on from the, uh, moving on there from the. Uh, yeah, that movie didn't age well. But yeah, it was about like too many subplots. There was mm-hmm. too many things going on that were unimportant in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was another movie that you watched that you wanted us to watch that we didn't have time to watch yet. That we were going to watch. <laughs> that was a lot of watches. I know. That was great. Oh. I loved it. I was like, do it again, do it again. Okay, good. Just kept going. Yeah, I watched uh, The Devil's Advocate, which was really... <laughs> I need... I can't say much about it because Veronica has not seen this movie, which I was very surprised that she's yeah. not seen this movie. Um, Al Pacino's The Devil. I mean, come on. Nate has seen this movie. Yeah, all-star cast. Keanu, Charlize Theron, uh, Craig T. Nelson... Uh, yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Can you say? Oh no, that's a different movie. There's another person in here, Jeffrey Jones, but I don't really want to shout him out so much. The dude from Beetlejuice, the dad. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Mm. I always remember him as the emperor from Amadeus. Yeah. It's <laughs> too many notes. Let's talk yeah. about it. Devil's Advocate. Well, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil. We can the talk movie. about it after I actually watch it. Okay, I was going to say we'll talk about yes, it. but I will say this one thing, and that is Keanu Keanu'd that movie to death. <laughs> Let me just say that because the plot was pretty good. It was a good movie, and I enjoyed it. Um, Ninety-seven. This has got to be people. like it has the most messed up sex scene in a movie it's got one of the most messed up ones it's just uh it's it's a good one to watch but yeah ready for keanu. To watching it. i like i like 90s keanu i mean i like i like early i like late 80s and early 90s keanu and then i feel like as he got older his acting got really weird mm. 
Like, like do you remember him in Dracula? <laughs> do you remember Bram, Stroke, Bram Stoker's <laughs> I Dracula? I have seen that in a long time. It's on Netflix. I keep seeing it, and I I'm always tempted. I, me too. Because I love like, Gary I'm, Oldman. Uh, I know. I keep getting tempted. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> well, it's got Keanu in it and Winona Ryder, so it's like 1994 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely need to watch that again. It was really bad, though. <laughs> well, like, yeah, The acting is so fucking terrible. Oh. We got to watch it. I just recently started watching a movie that stars Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, and it just was released like this year, I think. And we it's, tried to watch it. Yeah, and it was about like these people going to a destination wedding, and they are awful people, they're so they're narcissists. seated next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like it, I wanted to give it a try, but I just couldn't, mm-hmm. and we ended up turning it off. Uh, yeah, it was kind of bummed. I will, I will say about The Devil's Advocate. There's one scene that. It's gonna probably upset you. <laughs> it's the uh, I don't want to say anything about it. Oh, damn! Well, you could, but you could kind of spoiler it. She's it uh, ha- like it's just like a horror movie thing. But like this lady, and she starts to go crazy, like because of where they're living, because of all these demons and stuff. But like she, when she sees the kid, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, fucked up movie. It really I have a is. hard time watching shit like that. But yeah, nothing bad happens to the kid. It's just like messed up. Okay. It's just messed up. It's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's All a horror right. movie. I mean, it's a horror thriller movie. We're so. talking about Keanu. I got to interject with some yeah. breaking news. Oh. Alex Winter, who plays Bill S. Preston Esquire. In the Bill and Ted movie, says the long rumored third film is in pre-production and eyeing a 2019 shoot. Sweet. Saying, well, we're in pre-prep and uh, are set to shoot in early 2019. So now all systems are a go. My old line when Blockbuster was in business was that I'd never believe a film was a go until the video was at Blockbuster. But I don't know what to say anymore. Netflix? So it looks like we're getting this. It looks like we are getting this. Excellent. Radical. All right, cool. Thank you guys. Wild stallions. Sweet. Wild stallions. Mm-hmm. Wild stallions. Ollie really likes Bill and Ted. <laughs> he would. Mm-hmm. The second one's a little weird. I didn't like watching the second like, one. Rewatching no. it, I'm like, oh. turn it off. It had a creeper vibe to it. It really it was... did. That one didn't age well. That's no. another one that, that didn't was age like, well, guys. Yeah, it was like the 80s. Bogus 90s Journey thing. was bogus. Swing and a miss. You know, almost yeah. all these movies. There was a actually, poster. Actually, all these movies we're talking about so far today are in the 90s, and all of them could be included in our 1990s ultimate movie bracket. I don't know if some of these deserve to make the ultimate movie bracket, but some of them are good. I don't know. I know know one that you're going to want to volley to get up on there. Oh. You've been watching it as a night-night film. So, (laughs) I have been watching The Birdcage every night before I go, like, as I fall asleep. Yeah, out of the park. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a good one. It's I haven't memorized at this point. It I've is actually great. seen the the stage version, Lacage. Oh, Agador Spartacus. <laughs> it was really fun, and George Hamilton was uh, Armand. Oh no! And he was so really? orange, and he bumped into <laughs> me and my aunt Melissa outside, and he's like, "Oh, excuse me, ladies," and Melissa's like. 
oh my god that guy was so orange <gasps> that's george hamilton we're going to see him later i was like oh he sweet so orange he was super nice he wasn't very good in the performance though like he oh. was having a hard time he just looked happy to be there so we're all oh. like all right sweet so it was a great time we loved it <laughs> but yes i do love this movie the birdcage it's one of my favorite robin williams movies and mm. one of his best performances god he's so good in it march 8th mm-hmm. 1996 a great movie it's on hulu now so check it out everybody maybe try it out as your night night movie because i have been and it's very nice he plays armand <laughs> goldman this cast also included gene hackman mm-hmm. yeah it's like an all-star cast so many funny fucking people and nathan yep. lang oh yeah calissa flockhart hank azaria i love hank azaria in this mm-hmm. movie spartacus i don't wear shoes they make me fall down <laughs> <laughs> I never wear shoes, sir. They make me fall down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's got a very dated uh, subplot. You would think that this would be a movie that wouldn't age well because of the issues that it's tackling. It's about a gay couple who are forced to pretend to be um, like a mm-hmm. married couple, and the one of the men is in drag, and they're trying to convince, or like they're just trying to meet the family of their son's fiance for but, the first time but, and they're all conservative and they also happen and, to be political figures they're not and he's just, in the middle of a scandal running for like re-election and he's a senator and they're mm-hmm. like conservative and he's the leader of the coalition of moral order mm-hmm. and his co-founder died in the bed of an underage black prostitute and, <laughs> like it's Drama. it's ridiculous it's such an interesting movie and so funny and yeah. so sweet all at the same time, but it could be dated. But I think that holds up. I think yeah. it holds up. Yeah, well, I think that, well, first of all, Robin Williams' character is so good and so, like, I don't, I mean, when you're thinking about that, I, I don't want to say, like, tastefully portrayed, but, like, the way that he acted that character, you know, that's what ages well about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, the actual story. It was super is, real. Yeah, and there's still people like that out there, you know? I mean, it was partially, what, what is it? His son is, like, ashamed of him or something. Like, he kind of acts ashamed of him and then, like, ends up coming around. He just, he end. doesn't act ashamed of him. It's just he doesn't want to fuck up his relationship with Barbara because of how shitty these people are. Mm-hmm. It's like, important he accepts to him. his his family and loves them and proves it at the end of the movie. Well, yeah, that's what I say. He mm-hmm. kind of comes around at the end. Yeah, he comes around more. at the end, and it's it's a great movie, and it ends yeah. really great. I love the ending. The ending is great. It is Gene awesome Hackman's ending. so funny in it. Yeah, but 2018, that couple would not feel like they should be forced to cater to the whims of some right gross people and even in the movie he didn't he was like fuck the senator it took me a long time to get to where i am you know i don't care what he thinks but he didn't want to have his son hurting and he wanted to just protect his son from Mm -hmm. these awful people and just you know do that for him which is i don't think was the right thing to do you Mm -hmm. know in this day and age obviously but back then that's what they did yep and it was, it was a great movie. It worked. It was so great. It, yeah. it definitely is timeless in its own right. For it's sure. an important movie, I think. Totally. Yeah, it was. Really it do. is an important movie because it was kind of tr- bringing, you know, gay marriage to the, like the 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 spotlight. Yeah, nobody was like in the nineties. Yeah, no, I didn't know about that. Well, at least I mean, I was like, how old was I when that came out? When did that movie come out? 1996. Yeah, so March 8th. Fairly young. 
But, like, I don't remember people in my conservative circles when I was in middle school because I was a church kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my mom watched that movie all the time. She loves that movie. Yeah, you that, know? everybody loves that movie. They, she loved that movie. But, like, it brought those types of issues into those kinds of households mm-hmm. in that time. You know, when mm-hmm. it wasn't the, there wasn't the internet. Everybody wasn't talking about that all right, the time, you right, know? Right, right. Like, that was one of the first gay things, very gay things that I saw, mm-hmm. you know, in my life. That and To Wong Fu. And To Wong Fu. I loved To Wong I Fu. I loved To Wong Fu. Oh, loved that That was that a one. great, great drag queen movie. Yeah. We just, we bo- rented that all the time when we were kids. I just didn't even yeah. think twice about it. I did you know? too. I got in trouble from my stepdad for running it like when I was yeah. young and he made us return it. And then like my mom <laughs> let me rent it again, yeah. you know, cause it wasn't a big deal. Right. Cause it, whatever. <laughs> it's Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo in drag. It was great. Aww, I like John Stripes. Leguizamo. Keeping yeah. with Gigi. keeping hmm. with the uh, Robin Williams theme, I do want you to watch another movie. So we got a couple movies on our homework list now. Mm-hmm. Devil's Advocate also going to add one to the list. Cadillac Man it has to happen. Eminently. We've been having a hard time mm-hmm. tracking this movie down. It's not like on any streaming services. We can't find it in any like disc replay things no, or whatever. It's fucking impossible mm-hmm. to find. It. It's so good too. It's like I really want to just chill out and watch it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the synopsis. Joe's a car salesman with a problem. He has two days to sell 12 cars or he loses his job. That would be a difficult difficult task at the best of times, but Joe has to contend with his girlfriend. He's two-timing. A missing teenage daughter and an ex-wife. What's What more could Damn. go wrong? A lot. Enter a crazy, jealous husband with a machine gun. Jesus. Sounds intense. Is this a comedy? Uh, yeah. It's like a black comedy? Yeah. <laughs> like a dark, dark comedy? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, it's gotcha. interesting. What year did this movie come out? Nineteen ninety on the button. Oh, and it's Robin Williams. Uh huh. I'm sold. All right, all right. I can't wait. You got Tim Robbins, Pamela Reed, <laughs> the chick from uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh yeah, she was in Jericho, right? F- yeah, Fran Drescher. Oh, I love Fran Drescher. This movie's getting oh. better and better, and more and more appealing to me. And it does. It actually does not. I th- I misspoke. I thought it had Susan Sarandon. Oh. I thought she was in this movie though. Weird. Maybe that's Pamela Reed's character. I loved Fran Drescher. She was in that awful mm. movie, The Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> okay. And I fucking loved that movie. It was so good. It was like another. It's so bad. It's what good. What was her TV show? The Nanny. The Nanny. I remember that show. Yeah, I loved her. My favorite role she was in was uh, This Is Spinal Tap. She hmm. was that like publicity agent. <laughs> she was super disco looking. Yeah, yeah. 80s disco. All right. Mm. Let's break this down and talk about the final movie we're going to talk about today. The biggest movie we're going to talk about today. The movie we're going to spend the most time on talking about today. Let's talk about a classic 2010 Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. What up? It's about it's a good one. It's an amazing movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's a great movie, and that's another movie that has an excellent soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's got that's a good one. Who wrote all the songs for Scott Pilgrim? Was it Beck or somebody? Uh, no, there are tons of different know. people on that soundtrack. Well, who wrote the original songs for Sex oh, Bob? The score. Okay, hold on. Let me for Sex Bob. I don't know. 
Man. We're looking it up. <laughs> we are Sex Bomb. One, two, three, four. When you're in a band, that movie is funnier. Yeah. It's I mean, really like, fucking funny. There's always a young Neil. Music by yeah. Nigel Godrich. Like, Mm-hmm. Anticlimactic. No one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. What am I thinking of? I'll have to think about that. I don't know, but yeah, the music was pretty well put together. It was a part of that movie, <laughs> a big part. Like mm-hmm. the music was good. It, yeah, it went <coughs> along with the whole aesthetic, and it was good. And Brie they Larson. had Zelda quotes in it, so yeah. Anna Kendrick, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, right? Yeah, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Kieran. Yeah. Kieran, right, I think. His character's so funny. Wallace. Yeah. Wallace. Ellen Wong, yeah. who plays Knives Chow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this movie's adorable. If you guys, I don't know who hasn't seen Scott Pilgrim at this point, but it would if be you hard have pressed it, to find somebody. I, I would think. say go watch this movie. It's excellent. Yeah. Chris or Evans. Or watch it again. Have you already seen it? Brandon Routh. Oh, yeah. There's like the whole Marvel connection now. Huge Marvel connections. Superhero connections. It's like a super superhero connection. You've got Brandon Routh, who played both Superman and the Atom. Mm-hmm. You've got Chris Evans, who played the Human Torch and Captain, Captain America. America. And now you've got Brie Larson, who's going to be your Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie's got it all. I really... I really do love this movie. I think I said this to you guys yesterday. There's only one of the characters who I really didn't get super down with their storyline or their like uh, musical choices. The first one, Matthew right? Patel. The first yeah, evil. It's, ex. it's a little bit weird. Um, yes, yeah, so Scott I, has to beat all of his evil ex or all of Ramona's evil exes in order to date her. Yeah. This is like the point of this ridiculous movie. And I love that he keeps saying evil ex-boyfriends and she keeps correcting him. Exes. Because like, my favorite evil ex was the little girl. Roxy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You punch me in the boob. Prepare to die, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like, she's the best. <laughs> uh, so funny. I Across the board, though, it has a little bit of everything because you get, you know, an action movie. You get this really artsy movie. They have it's really cool, video like game movie. video video mm-hmm. game esque thing. You've got a music it's movie. Hipstery. It is kind of hipstery. It toes <laughs> the line, you know, a little bit yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool before it was cool, you know. It's it was definitely. A great movie. Uh, I remember when that movie came out. Yep. Loving that movie. Thank you, Michael Sarah was so fucking funny in it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys say uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, Jason know. Bateman. Did you say his oh, name? Oh no, I don't think. Or so. Or Jason Schwartzman, not Bateman. Jason Schwartzman. Hmm. His I have a love hate relationship with this actor. Rushmore. Rushmore, man. Rushmore. He was such a little twat in that. Ooh, that was a. But I mean, Bill Murray also. I know, this is a God, great that movie. movie. was a good one. It's one of the best Wes Anderson oh. movies, I think. We need to, I need to watch that again. It's I'd time. watch it again with you. I love that movie. Yeah, but he's like, I don't know. He's been in so many weird movies. Like, yeah. he was in Marie Antoinette as like the king of mm. France. <laughs> and it's just Jason Schwartzman being himself. It was so weird. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found another person in the cast list that's (laughs) shocking. I did not know this person was in this movie. Mm. Bill Hader. Bill Hader was in that movie? Really? Where was he at? Scott earned the power of love. 
He's oh, the voice. Sweet. Oh, that's a funny Easter egg. I didn't yeah, know. That's wow. really great. I just saw that just now and I thought that I was amazing. I love Bill Hader. Yeah, I love that guy. He's so fucking spooky and funny. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him on SNL. Word. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, there's nothing but good to be said about this movie. Directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, written by Edgar Wright. And of course, it's based on Brian Lee O'Malley's uh, graphic novels through Oni Press. Uh it like I said, it just it does it has it all. I love the dance dance revolution thing too that they have the DDR dancing thing mm-hmm. and Nega Scott and all that shit. Like it's a very clever, cleverly done movie that pays a great homage to the graphic novels. If you've went back and looked at any of those graphic novels, they're pretty close to that story. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a great movie. I loved it. What would you rate it out of five pizza slices? Uh, I'd say it's like four point seven pizza slices. Ooh. Up there. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with her on that one. Uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot. Same, 4.75. I'll give it the point five extra, <laughs> which is pepperoni, because fuck it. Because we just can't give it five stars, guys. Well, no, because five stars is something like Get Out, which is just a, a brain melter, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. I love that movie. We're going to get a sequel to that movie, too, actually. That's weird. My my five stars would be reserved for like maybe Memento. Or like Memento a, was fucked up. Oh, that was, oh, it was so good though. It was, so good. it was a sad movie. All right, so let's real quick before uh, we get out of here. Oh, Memento. Yes. <laughs> that was a Memento. My... Bring it down. It let's is talk. the better of the Guy Pierce movies we've seen, oh, such man. as The Time Machine. Remember no. that piece of hot oh. trash? That I don't think I awful. even made it through that. That movie did not age well, everybody. The time machine was... was did I, I remember to watch I that? Yeah, we did. We watched yeah. like half of it, and we turned it, it so off bad. after they, he went to the future because it was so awful. Oh, and like Samantha Mumba. Oh, my God. This movie's... This boring. is terrible. Yeah. Oh, so we turned it, it off. I remember loving it when I was younger. But anyway, we were talking about Memento, his better movie. God, that one was brilliant. I remember when that came out, and it just blew my mind. And I remember making Nate watch it. He's like, I've never seen that. I'm like, what? Yeah, it was a crazy movie. Yeah. And like, that's one of those ones that the more times you rewatch it, the more satisfied you are oh, with man. that movie. Because it, oh God, I love movies like that mm-hmm. where you can just actually get something out of it when it you're rewatching it. Brilliantly unravels. Yeah. Was, I mean, messed up, yes. But Guy Pierce playing Leonard. So unique uh leonard's uh suffered a trauma that has him not able to remember the short term but he remembers the long term and he remembers his last memory which is the death and the brutal murder of his wife Mm -hmm. and the trying to figure out who done it and the only way he can remember is to tattoo himself that's awesome with clues i just remember that movie when i got to when like you finally get the reveal at the end and you figure it out just like wanting to stand up in my seat going again again you know like okay (laughs) this is good like just feeling like i want to immediately rewatch the damn thing and that's crazy because rewatching it is almost just like it's a new movie it's entirely exactly Mm -hmm. it changes your perception yeah i can't think of very many movies I, i i can't think of very many the only example like I can think of that made me feel like that was the Twin Peaks after Ooh, we yeah. watched Firewalk with me. Oh, after we watched Firewalk with me, yeah, it was just like, oh, everything's it, new. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, it's a brand new world. Yeah, it's a brand new Twin Peaks world. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh, I want to watch it again, but I don't because it was very unsettling. <laughs> very unsettling. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about Memento again. Sorry, I just kind of got lost in it. I know, and I said unsettling, and I remembered that I watched Hellraiser, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoa, you watched Hellraiser? <laughs> I watched it on Halloween. Or Halloweener. I didn't mean to say Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was going to say or something after that, and then I got cut Or like the day short. after, probably. Is yeah, what I'm guessing somewhere around like there. Somewhere yeah, around I watched time. it around Halloween time. That's excellent. Yeah, that movie's gross. It's like softcore so porn for <laughs> like so goth gross. people. It's like laughably gross. Yeah, I remember watching that. I watched Hellraiser 2 last year, I think it was, and I was just like, oh, this movie is gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were trying really hard. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it was super gross. <laughs> not though. a fan. Not a fan of the Hellraiser series. Yeah, the all. sound effects are super gross too. The mm-hmm. whole thing—it's it's real disgusting. gross. It's really it's gross. Disgusting. It's like, just it's like, like, who is this for? Constant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People that like to push the edge because Clive Barker's a fucking weirdo. Okay. Cli- <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, no, clearly. <laughs> yeah, you watched Hellraiser. Yeah, he's shit. a fucking weirdo. Um. Man, are there any other psychological thrillers thinking about Memento? Are there any other psychological thrillers that you guys have gotten down on? Psychological thrillers? Yeah. I don't know. This is like a this is like a, a test question. I know. I'd have to think about that because there's so many good movies out there that are psychological thrillers. You know, psychological thriller. One that comes to mind is like Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. I have a list in front of me of what somebody considers the best. Do you want me to list them off? I mean, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. That would be a psychological a good thriller, one. right? Because that's one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Whoa. Would Fight Club count? Fight, Fight Club. Club is on there. Yeah, it's Man, not like a thriller, though. That kind of. It's a psychological mind It's pretty bend. intense. Yeah, but... Ooh, that's another one where the reveal made me super happy. Yeah, that was so satisfying. I I remember when that came out, too, and nobody didn't get ruined for me. (laughs) I was just like, ah, I'm going to... I'll throw a psychological thriller right in your guys' face that's your guys' movie, and you're going to be like, oh, fuck. The Shining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Shining. That's a good one. Is that a psycho... I guess it's a psychological thriller. It's psychological horror. Yeah, it's like a horror movie. Yeah, it's definitely a horror movie. I don't consider that a psychological thriller. But it is pretty psychological. I think of like psychological thrillers as like seven. On this list? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, seven's on this list, definitely. I don't want to rewatch that one. What's What's in in the the box? box? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Gluttony. That's the one that always gets me, that That, fat guy. Gluttony was horrible. That was one of the most awful things. I think the the what was it the vanity one was really bad. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, God, they were all bad. Mm. That was a horrible movie, but it was good. But it was horrible. Yeah. The first Saw is a good psychological thriller. Yeah, you keep talking was... about that movie. Do you not remember it like I do or something? Do we need to rewatch this movie? I don't need to rewatch that movie. It's Fourteen it's... years old at this point. It's almost fifteen years old I've since seen the first Saw. Can... I just didn't think it was that great. It... I... I thought the first one was good. It but... was really scary. It's yeah, brilliant. it was. Yeah, it was pretty intense. You probably didn't like it because it was the guy. What's his face from? It Princess was Wesley Bride. from Princess. Yeah, Bride. that's why you didn't like it because if it would have been a different actor, you, know you would have been like, "Oh yeah, fuck that guy." But <laughs> yeah, it was just Jonas Miller. Yeah, and you he's didn't a like... night crawler. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like that he was all chained up and you know. 
you know, had to do terrible things. Stole my designs, you son of a bitch. As you wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Saul's a good movie. Why are we talking about psychological thrillers? I don't know, because we were talking about Memento. I just asked because oh. I was curious. Curiosity, killing the cat here. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah. quick, I want to drop on you guys. Here's some box office numbers for you. The Grinch brought in $66 million over this past weekend. Bohemian Rhapsody coming in at second. I do want to see that, although there has been some controversy. I want to pull that up before we rock out of here. Bohemian Rhapsody brings uh, $30,850,000 in, and then Overlord brought in $10,000,000. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody getting a lot of praise, but it's actually also getting a lot of backlash because mm-hmm. they changed the story. That's what I heard. Too. Fundamentally changed the story. They made it to where... Um, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it yet, and I really wanted to. I haven't seen it either. Well, apparently, uh, here are two important timeline things to note. One, they move when Freddie Mercury's AIDS reveal happened, and this... Uh, the reveal happens right before Live Aid, which is not true. That did not happen. It did not come until two years later. Mm-hmm. And also uh, in the movie, there's a quote-unquote drama that's been created between the drummer and Freddie Mercury, which did not happen. And the drama is because Freddie wants to go make a solo album when, in fact, the drummer was the first member of Queen to do a solo album and actually did three solo albums before Freddie Mercury did his first. Mm. So it was total hypocrisy and bullshit, and it just paints him in it's a dark light. For the drama effect. For the, like, yeah. they didn't need to create drama. There was oh, enough of that on its own. Exactly. Freddie Mercury, come on. Yeah, Queen drama. Queen. But yeah. it still is not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Well, nothing's perfect. But I, I guess I'll be the judge of it once I see it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right, yeah. folks. Well, you guys good? Let's get out of here before we get out of here. As always, you guys can check out Foodies Watching Movies at journeyintocomics.com on the Journey Into Comics Network, where you can get all the different shows, whether it's Journey Into Comics, Poor Poor, Poor Entertainment. Oh, Poor Report. Shit, I said the wrong one. Poor News, Poor Entertainment. I'm blowing it. Foodies Watching Movies, Adulting Ain't Easy, Podcastrophy, Gallif Radio, Kits for Sale, Brews with Dudes, Best of the Week on Sundays, Journey Into Wrestling, got new shows coming in 2019, a bunch of stuff down the pipe. I'm super excited. You guys can check us out on the uh, Patreon at patreon.com backslash journey into comics. And as always, give us a dollar for the early access or exclusive content. It all comes together. So you get it early. You get to hear it early. You get it before anybody else. It's exciting. We love it. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this week of Foodies Watching Movies. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, thank you. Four no, weeks in a you. row. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank, no, thank you. you. Just fill in a seat. <laughs> well, you do great. We appreciate it. We miss you, AP. We wish you would be back on the next episode. We'll hopefully see you then. All right, folks. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here for this week's episode of Foodies Watching Movies, Season 3, Episode 4, Pizza Shrapnel. I have been Nate. Veronica. Sarah. And as always, folks, eat fearless. Later.